welcome to Making the Lemonade with Lusty Trick and Abby Brown. We've never done it that way round, my god! It's not like that. No, I felt it's like saying deck and ant. (laughs) Deck and ant. The Positive News Podcast, proving that when life gives you lemons, there's always an opportunity to make lemonade. We made it. We made it through the intro, Abby. <laughs> we did. Well done, us. <laughs> Welcome oh, back. One of those weeks. <laughs> it has. It has been one of those weeks. Welcome back from Dubai. How are you feeling? You're looking sun-kissed. Thank you very much. Yes, no good. I've actually, although Dubai isn't that big a time difference, I've really struggled with the jet lag. Falling asleep on the sofa at half eight and then wake up at like half five, starving hungry. So, I mean, it's getting there. Um, but no, great time in Dubai, just a very long trip with the, I love the girls' pieces, um, but two and a half weeks with the same people is, it's quite a lot. It's quite intense when you don't move locations either. You stay in the same hotel, mm. same food for mm-hmm. two weeks. It's quite a lot. So good, to, glad to be home and getting in the Christmas spirit. It was nice. Were you having particularly? Are you having particularly early dinners? Is that is that why you're hungry at half past five? No. So because we're Dubai's four hours ahead. So when I wake up at half uh, five, it's already like eleven o'clock in the morning there. Sure. Okay. 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 I've already had my breakfast technically. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. Four hours is actually more than I thought. Yeah. But of course it, it would sound be. sound a lot though, but yeah. Spain. I think because we were there for like two weeks, normally we go for like somewhere for a week and you mm-hmm. you do acclimatise to it, but you don't fully get into like the sleeping pattern, whatever. But two weeks is, um, yeah. Very much living it as it were. So, yeah. <laughs> very much living it. Not on the palm <laughs> though, but everyone seems to be in Dubai actually. It's very much the influencer's um, taste of the, flavour of the month, isn't it? It really is. It's a place of winter really sun. Is everyone came back so obviously about all the PCR stuff so everyone was back in the airport chocker when we got back oh really oh because the rules changed yeah how have you been anyway you right yeah yeah busy week but here we are here we are one one week of work left and then festivities all round and getting into the festive spirit over the next week our tree's been up since the end of November if you can believe it oh wow um, going. and we've really got a solid amount of time we did a whole afternoon mold wine made paper chains oh. um so cute. there were gingerbread biscuits yeah it was very much oh and then we watched uh love actually love actually yeah, yeah not the whole day we just doubled down we thought yeah i know you have to once you put the tree up you gotta watch a christmas movie the big question is have you watched home alone yet this is abby's favorite yeah, not yet. I haven't. It was on the plane on the way back, and I was going to watch it, but then I got distracted, obviously. Um, but no, it's on my to-watch list. Don't worry, I will watch it by Christmas, obviously. Of course. Um, but yeah, no, not yet. I haven't watched any Christmas films yet. Oh my gosh! Do you? No. Is your favourite Home Alone one or two? Two. New York. New York one. Yeah, classic. Do you know what? I always got really scared, and I still do, when I'm in a house on my own. And I do think a lot of that is fear is born from Home Alone. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, but he proves that even if you're on your own, you can make booby traps. It's true. 
So any time another one. <laughs> I should be putting paint cans like on, on doors. <laughs> Have an electric current on the door handle. <laughs> There's a they've remade Home Alone though. I'm not sure how I feel about it because you can't change a classic. It's a bold move. It's a bold, bold move. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to see it to really provide a full opinion, but Yeah. Yeah, I dunno. Maybe when I'm back, we'll have a movie night and we can watch it. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be lovely. Fantastic. What the red. Yeah. Um, so have you done all Christmas stories? I've tried. Okay. And one of them is a loose capture. Okay. <laughs> it's got a really... I, I thought straight away Christmas, but it's probably not at all. Well, it's not, but... Have you? Have you been on Christmas? Yes, I. One of mine is on the theme of giving, um, and the others I? like. Um, it might be the same. Oh same. God, it might be the same. Sorry. <laughs> and then two of them, two of them are festive. Um, and to really ramp up the Christmas vibes, I will be telling you some Christmas cracker jokes throughout the episode. Oh, that's really lovely. Well done. I cannot take credit for this idea. The idea came from our, our guest host, Jessica yeah, Trick. Classic. So, yeah, classic. there you are, Jessica. There's your shout out. So, I will begin with numero uno. Who's that? Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Arthur. Arthur who? Arthur, any mince pies left? <laughs> Forty-seven-year-old Monica Ori had only worked at her new job for two months when they announced a workspace decorating competition. The financial services manager threw herself into the contest, spending eight hours turning her cube into a festive gingerbread wonderland. She constructed the sides and roof of the house by herself with duct tape. Duck duct tape <laughs> and cardboard <laughs> not duct tape not duct, tape. <laughs> duct tape and cardboard that she covered in brown craft paper she visited the office on a sunday con- to construct her masterpiece as a surprise for her colleagues the following monday monica from oakley california said i consider myself very festive or as my daughter would say i'm extra I was at first concerned my new colleagues might think I was odd, but soon remember that I'm happiest when I'm authentically me. So I pushed right past any concerns and got to planning. And when her colleagues rocked up on Monday morning, Monica says they were speechless. It definitely broke the ice. Ha 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 ha. So there you go. It's more of a visual story, admittedly. Yeah. You do need a picture. Um, I'll send you. I'm guessing it's quite big. It's like... Here you go. Oh, wow. So it's oh, like a, a full gingerbread house over a desk cubicle um, wow. with lolly, large lollipops and impressive. candy canes and things around it. And yeah, it's very impressive. How long did it take, him to, take her to do it? It's eight hours. Eight hours. Gosh, it's taken me two days. But yeah, it would have. Fair enough. Wow. Did she eat it? No, it's made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 
It's not real gingerbread. But she must have some sort. Something must be real in it, like the lollipop. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'd be nice if there was. Just a little no, yeah. gnaw, just gnaw on the side of her office cubicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My very loose Christmas festive story. We'll go with it. Okay. Do you remember our school dinners? Do you ever have them? Or did you just have packed lunch? <laughs> I did experience a Christmas yeah. uh, a school dinner. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely experienced a Christmas dinner, right? Oh, live for it. Good. Yeah. Do you remember the je- hard jelly bits that you used to get? hard Ooh. jelly bits yeah you know when you used to have like jelly and ice cream at the end and then they used to those be hard bits on the side and the canteen ladies always just put it put it in <laughs> oh my you gosh quite that? a vivid memory there Abby yeah mm, don't remember anything yeah. like that but I'll take no. your word for it yeah it wasn't very nice anyway so top chefs are helping transform school meals in deprived areas serving up food that is fresh nutritious and most of all fun Nicole Pisani, the co-founder of Chefs in Schools, a charity that aims to improve school dinners while also teaching children to cook, says food can either be medicine or it can be poison. It's our choice. The reason I fell in love with food was to see people enjoy it and to feel like you're connecting with someone because you cook for them. So three years ago, Pisani and Naomi Duncan launched Chefs in Schools and the project now has trained chefs in 44 schools across the UK. They feed around 16,000 children a day, as well as teaching them how to cook. Cooking with children is what I love most, Pisani declares. You turn into a five-year-old yourself. It's hard not to be happy. When she first started teaching children using recipes such as beetroot brownies and banana splits, Pisani was blown away by how enthusiastic they were. As well as teaching, chefs in schools run school transformations, guiding schools that want to improve their kitchens organization is also about to launch a school chef's qualification a training course covering aspects like portion size how to run a team and how to monitor food waste the aim is to give school chefs more pride show how important the role is and for people to feel invested in cooking chefs in schools in partnership with leap federation also set up the hackney school of food last march a school specifically designed to teach classes of school children as well as adults how to cook delicious, healthy meals. It's really important people know how to cook, agrees Thomas Walker, head food educator at the school. It's an act of ownership in your life because it helps your health and makes you feel good. I want them to realise that what we put into the soil feeds the plants, then in turn feeds us and gives us energy. So again, it's very loose claim to christmas yeah so to tell me how uh, you've how you've tied that to christmas for me just walk me through the thinking there. when i read this story i thought about when i was at school and when i had school meals oh like that's christmas what you were trying meal. to do okay 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 and also i feel like at christmas time it is all about the giving the feeds the foods you know so it's kind of where i went with it lovely oh my god i haven't done any of my Oh my god, yeah. How many my jokes? Go now, how many have you got? What athlete is warmest in winter? Not sure. A long jumper. (laughs) That's quite good. Nice, that's a good one. Did you think of that on your own? Yeah. Yep, yeah, you did it. (laughs) 
Okay, so this isn't technically Christmassy, but it's about giving. So I'm going to try and do something. That's about me. So this story is from the USA. It is about giving machines, which look like vending machines. And they have been rolled out across Las Vegas, Nashville, Honolulu, Utah, Salt Lake City, California, Arizona, Colorado, Missouri, and New York. I jumped in and out of cities and states there but only the real geography heads will know that one um so shoppers can use the vending machine to purchase anything from a single goat or two chickens to providing a household cleaning kit polio vaccines or even a day at the yankee stadium for an orphaned teen when donors make their purchase via credit cards the giving machine dispenses a postcard featuring an image and description of their donation the Utah pilot program was impressive, yielding, yielding donations totaling more than half a million dollars. One year later, the response was even stronger, with more than 2.3 million donated through a total of 92,000 giving machine transactions. In 2019, the program expanded and donations topped 6.2 million, with two locations outside the United States that year, in the Philippines and London. After being halted in 2020 due to COVID, the giving machines are back in 10 different U.S. cities, with a church who's sponsoring the whole thing, covering all administrative costs for this campaign, so that 100% of each donation goes to each charity. So there we go. They're quite cool, actually. Yeah. They literally yeah. look like vending machines. You put the cash in, and then you, it goes. And yeah, sounds a bit like um, you ever seen uh, in Oxfam they do it. Mm. The yeah. say like buy somebody like a, a goat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've done that for my parents a few times actually um, sounds a bit like that which is cool you done it again this year have you? yeah I actually will do it I actually is on my list to get really yeah. well, you don't listen to this otherwise I'll... We, uh, would you like my next joke obviously what's the most popular Christmas wine I'm not sure I don't like Brussels sprouts <laughs> you don't get it do you i get it <laughs> because you're like whining you're moaning oh. i don't like <laughs> i could just see your eyes glossed over and i was like no in my head i went mulled wine i thought i thought there's no pun there there's no that's not funny so yeah yeah whining nice thank you strong So for the 10th year running, a disused red phone box has been transformed. Oh my god, I've got this story too! <laughs> We've got two uh, the same stories because we're trying to pluck out Christmas stories. That's so funny. So this disused red phone box has been transformed, bringing festive cheer to the village. The defunct kiosk in Brick Willow in Cambridge has become a steam train, a giant bauble, and even Santa with a face mask on last year for a COVID makeover. This year, designer Kerry Altis has chosen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to give real workers a look-in. Delivery drivers have helped us cope in the past couple of years, and this is a little homage. 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 Oh, homage. If you will, you can go. <laughs> this is a little homage. Lovely. To them. 
Otis, who has created seven of ten designs, said Rudolph the Red Phone Box Reindeer has a head made from painted and stuffed canvas. His antlers are made from copper plumbing pipe wrapped in insulation and his backside is covered in faux fur covering timber and plywood. It took him 20 hours to complete and will stay there until the 31st of December. He's had a lot of responses saying how much they love it and even cars driving past beeping at his piece of art. Got two comments on this. Yeah. First time I saw the photo, I was quite confused. And actually, yeah, um, I'm scared. I think is is not not an unfair emotion. Way, I didn't know which way the the reindeer was. Yeah, it was quite weird, discombobulating, a hundred percent. Yeah, I thought, is it looking up, but then the body's behind it. Yeah, very strange. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, my second comment on this one is taking down the 31st of December. Yeah. When, you, when do you take your decks down? What kind of date are you looking at for that? Depends when I'm free. To They're not even up yet. So, uh. sure. sure. It's very much up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it suits. But isn't there a thing that has to be done on the 1st or something or has to be done by a certain date? Yeah. It has to be. Is it 12 days after? 10 days? 12 days after Christmas or something and then after it that's bad luck but <laughs> that's the song is it <laughs> 12 days after Christmas <laughs> um, yes the well-known song but what I will say is I think 31st is too soon because you just want to be in that you know Christmas haze a little bit you know hold on to Christmas for a little bit longer totally but then I do get it when people are like new year new start keep it clean tidy house oh yeah I don't know how I feel about that abs yeah, but I also think, yeah, to me, I was, when I was driving back today, I saw the Christmas lights and I thought, yeah, that's really nice. I really do enjoy Christmas lights outside people's homes. Yeah. Really, I think it's just really quite lovely. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I've been on many drives since I've been back. It's only been a week, but it, yeah, lovely. Well, there you have and it. And that's me. I'm like, could, but then I'm like, well, why don't you just keep them up all the year round? Because they bring so much joy. Mm big electricity bill that's true that's true yeah you're not wrong um right i think it's time for another joke so i feel like i'm in a um advent calendar well it's funny you say that why is it getting harder to buy advent calendars because their days are numbered Okay, okay. Who gave you these jokes? Who gave you these jokes? Was it Paul? Was it no, Paul? I looked them up myself because I had. I've got one more highly anticipated oh joke. I'm sorry, I'm not really good at giving the answers back. I just not very imaginative on the whole dad joke at Christmas. <laughs> that's okay um why don't you ever see father christmas in hospital why because he has private elf care <laughs> you know what's best the way elf. you look to me for me to be like get it you get it <laughs> oh i've enjoyed those i'm not gonna lie Thanks i really much. have 
There you go. Thank you. Right, Thank so you. that's that okay. us for season two. All done, all wrapped Ooh. up. Two. Wrapped up like a Christmas gift. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. One of the most underrated Christmas songs, I would say. Um, although it's very different to the other ones, isn't it? It's very it's oof. in Spanish. It's because in a different language. Do you, do you think that's probably why? <laughs> Where the others are like, ah, you know? Oh. It brings something different to them. You got more rock and roll ones? You got sort of um, Run Run Rudolph, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Those bring up something. Run Run Rudolph. <laughs> they got a little bit of different flavour, haven't they? Yeah, they do. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yes, well, that does wrap up season two. I hope everyone has enjoyed our final episode, even if it's short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope everyone has a lovely Christmas and New Year. Absolutely. I hope everyone stays safe and well, and we will be celebrating Christmas in style together, if all, if all goes to plan. And we will, yeah, see you in the new year. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye.